Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Bathtub Party Day, Tony. Do you party in your bathtub? I'm Tony Kornheiser. No, my robot would short circuit. Yeah, I knew there'd be a yeah. robot reference sooner or later. I don't have any bathtubs. No guest room bathtubs at all. None. Did you remove the bathtub yeah, after and Matthew, just put in showers? After Matthew got to be old enough, there's no reason that. What happens if people stay should over? Never have enough leisure time to take a bath in somebody else's house. Yeah, you're not running an Airbnb. No, I'm not. What are we talking about? Five minutes shower, don't waste the water, get the hell out. But you don't you don't like bathtubs no. for yourself? You got a bathtub? I got a couple of bathtubs in no. there. Not in the master, in other parts. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, USC fans are livid. The Pistons get tough with Giannis, and Tony Dungy joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with two six and six teams playing a game with profound playoff implications for each. If the Bears lose tonight, they're on the side of the road in a solid division with two good teams, Green Bay and Minnesota. If the Cowboys lose tonight, they give the Eagles room to catch them in a very bad division. Well, but I can't believe I'm asking you who you got when I know you've got the Bears. No, because that was suggested in all the games this year. I've picked the Bears to win, and I haven't. And I haven't even filled out the pool. You know I'm in a confidence, confidence pool. Confidence pool. Where you get one through 16 based on how much confidence you got in that pick. The Bears are not going to be my 16-point pick. Or double digits. It's going to be something like two or three. But you're going to pick the Bears. I'm going to pick the Bears. They're playing better than the Cowboys are. Right. They have greater incentive. And I think at this time of year, incentive and urgency means something. Mitch Trubisky has found something. And I think, again, with the help of his coaches, that sprint him out and get him on the move and use the running game and the rookie running back who's been effective the last two weeks. Montgomery, who I know you don't even know. He's, no. he's new to everybody except us. I think the Bears can win this game. Okay, so I know that you think Vegas is junk. So just don't care. bear with me for a second. I don't care. I am very, very surprised at the line on this What game. is it? It is the Cowboys on the road yeah. favored by three, which means in a neutral site they would be favored by a touchdown. I, 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 don't, I don't understand this because they have lost. The Cowboys have lost three out of four. Yeah. The Bears have won three out of four. That trend is fairly obvious to me. I'm going to pick Dallas just because I like the talent, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be more surprised if Dallas wins than if, no. than if the Bears win. Because no, Dallas could lose out. Yeah, but they could lose out. There's no The Bears could lose out given their schedule. With, with Green Bay at, at Minnesota, Kansas City at, in Chicago, so, and Dallas. So the Bears could lose out. But, Tony, you know, defensively, I, I, mean, I think this group, in terms of spirit and emotion and ego are up for this match on, on national yeah. television. Yeah. The Bears have beaten the Cowboys quite a bit over the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. I don't I mean, know the what Cowboys that means won now. Most recently. Yeah, I don't know. That some, well, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not. I'm players. picking a team I have no faith in whatsoever. Well, why, why, why are you paying attention to Vegas? You know what they do? Vegas has a, an objective. And that is to, to get you to bet, to get balance you to bet. It. Yeah. So that has it's nothing just, to it, do with so, the game. You have to trust me. It's an odd line that two why? teams with the same record – both with playoff they know needs, people like you and they're are taking, be they're taking, to the Cowboys. they're making the the favorite the road team. It's surprising to me. Stop paying attention to Vegas. Look at you, you watch the games. No, you watch Red Zone. I forgot. You know, oh, it's the Red Zone. Let's move to the college kiddies and an announcement not everybody saw coming. 
Southern Cal announced yesterday that Clay Helton will return next season as the Trojans' head football coach. There was also the obligatory reference to competing at a championship level. They all say that. But that's a long way from the Alamo or Holiday Bowl, which is where USC is probably going to finish its season, and a reason why more than a few SC fans wanted to bail on Helton, whose record is 40-21 and 21 as a head coach. Yeah. Tone, is this a decision Southern Cal fans should support? So if we're going to talk about the Southern Cal fans, two things are, are very important. One is they are disappearing. They are vanishing. They've lost thousands and thousands. No, thousands and thousands okay. of fans in recent yeah. years. But two is what, what the diehards need to realize is you're not USC anymore, and you haven't been since Pete Carroll. No. It doesn't work that way. You got this guy, Helton, who, as you say, is 40 and 21. He won a Rose Bowl. Like, you, you think that you can get anybody you want. Double-digit wins in two of yeah. three full I mean, seasons. What's wrong with this guy? So he's not particularly glamorous? Let me ask you a question. UCLA went and got Chip Kelly. You think they're thrilled with that? Michigan has Jim Harbaugh. Very glamorous. You think everybody's happy with that? This is your point all the time, that college fans think they have a birthright to win, and it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. And you think about places like Texas. It's, you know, said, Mac Brown, yeah, it's nice, 10 wins. Hey, we, we don't need that. You know, we, we can, anybody we bring in but here can true. get 12. It's not true. And of course it's not true. Nebraska. You know, I know they're, they're all telling us how great Scott Frost is. They had, they had guys winning nine, and then they, they, they get out. So, so, so all these, these programs who are great, Nebraska and Texas, I mean, they're as great, great as any program were program. for a period well, of you, 35 USC years. And, UCLA and were great Southern programs. Cal was in that group. Absolutely. And so if you got Helton, and he seems to have stabilized it. I know he had the one bad year at 5-8, and eight, but then 8-4 and four this year with a chance for a couple more wins. They, they went through Lane one Kiffin more win. and Ed Orgeron and Steve Sarkeesian. There was one scandal after another. Yeah. This guy, it seems to me, brings a right certain side of this. I don't know why this is a bad idea to keep this guy. I think it's a good idea. Because college football fans are nuts. In the main, they, we, are crazy people. The Detroit Pistons lost to Milwaukee last night by 24 points. Giannis Antetokounmpo put 35 on them. But the Pistons may think they scored some style and intimidation points by being rough with Antetokounmpo. Specifically, Blake Griffin elbowing him and theatrically stepping over him. Wilbon, you revered the bad boys. Do you condone the Pistons getting nasty with Antetokounmpo? You know, I never thought anybody would describe me as revering the bad boys. I guess you're kind of right. I hated them, and I revered them. I, I mean, I respect what they did and the yeah. people. and got to know most of those guys reasonably well. But let me just say that Mahorn and Lane Beard, Joe D., Rodman, Isaiah, they're not walking through that door. And, and, and Dwayne Casey well, is a very be smart very coach. Old. He'd be very, very old. old. Very smart coach. He's looking for something, some way to slow down a guy in division. But, Tony, they, they don't have that kind of personnel. They don't have Rick Mahorn and Lane Beer personalities, not to mention the heft to go with it. They, they don't have that. Blake Griffin's not that guy. See, I, I don't get this. I, I like Blake Griffin as a player, but Me I too. think he's a poser. I mean, I think he tries to be whatever works in that moment. Sometimes he's a tough guy. Sometimes he's a pretty boy. Sometimes he's a funny guy. This team got swept by that team last year in the playoffs. <laughs> this team at the moment is 8 and 14. That team is 19 and 3. So if Would you, you try think, to rough it up, no, no, why don't you try to beat them? Well, yeah. Why don't you try to compete with them? How much did they lose by? 24. So what, what this looks like is taking a page out of the past 
without the ability to that's back it saying. up. They don't have the personality or the skill level, no. the, the specific And by the way, that kind of basketball is not in vogue the anymore. The rules aren't going to allow no. you to rough up onto the Kumpo. This no. is not 84 no. with the Jordan rules from Chuck Daly trying to physically no. eliminate Michael Jordan. That's not allowed. No, you, you shoot threes, you dunk on people, and you don't get in fights. But they don't seem to have... That at a high enough skill level no, either. No. And so when they see Antetokounmpo, no. maybe there's some frustration. And by the way, that was just it, it appears it to me, you, you know him far better than I. I've just watched him a few times. He seems to be level-headed enough to not fall through this. he does. I'll tell you what else, Tony. He's improved. We're looking for outside shooting improvement. That's the area of Gotten better. Game. that has to change to get them the next Gotten one better. more step. Like 4 or 5% better at every interval. Yeah. So good for Antetokounmpo. It's got to get better yet. It, but it, it, it's like it's like trick or treat and Halloween with this. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? Put, put up the Rodman mask. You too. Would you do that? Stupid. Two big college basketball games with surprise results last night. Ohio State handed North Carolina a historic beatdown in the Dean Dome, and Purdue enjoyed its largest margin of victory ever over a ranked team in taking apart Virginia by twenty nine. The Cavaliers usually play airtight three-point defense, but gave up an unthinkable 13 threes last night. Tone, which loss surprised you more, Carolinas or Virginia? So I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to tell you what I did last night because I watched a lot of college basketball, including these two games and Maryland-Notre Dame and Villanova-Penn. I mean, I was all over the place. And the three games I paid most attention to, Purdue stomped on Virginia. Shocking. And Ohio State stomped on North Carolina. And Maryland went right through Notre Dame. The indication to me is they're all Big Ten teams. Right. The indication to me is a Big Ten, when you add Michigan State and somebody else who bubbles up, the indication is a Big Ten Michigan. is quality. So, about them? So now, well, yeah, but they got undone by Louisville. Oh. So, so now I will answer your question. For me, because of the way Virginia won the national title last year, and because I thought the game against Purdue, the Diakite game, yeah. I thought that was the best game in the entire tournament. This was an eye-opener for me. Virginia, I think, shot four for 24 from three. Well, they often, That's just they often have a drought from three. Ooh. But defensively, they, they don't tend to give it up like that. No, no. I'm looking and at Purdue's Purdue, not a high-scoring team. No, right? they're not. But I'm, I'm wondering about my conference. By the way, thanks for mentioning Northwestern's 18-point beat down to Boston College. I didn't. Well, that was two days that ago. That was two, but it's the same. I said Big last East, night. I'm sorry, Big Ten ACC Challenge. It's all of a part. That's what these well, I didn't mention are. Duke winning big or Georgia Duke Tech Duke did winning, win big. You know. but, 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 Tony, the North Carolina loss. Look, I, I, I was at either the first or second game of the Dean Dome. I think it was at the first game of the Dean Dome. It's unthinkable. I've never seen Carolina get beat like that at home. I know there's probably some margin somewhere they can come up with. They said it was one of two losses or three losses. <laughs> This is ever for me. You can go back to Dean Smith. You can go to Coach Gut. You yeah, can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. North Carolina, and by the way, Cole Anthony is one of the five best players Terrific in the player. country. Terrific player. For them to get beat like that. Can that I ask was, you a question? Wow. How did Northwestern do against Merrimack? Are they in the ACC? Well, just, oh, did they, did That's they just do little well? guys. They're just did little they people. roll over? When the big people came, we beat them by 18. How'd you do against you don't Merrimack? Like that, dude. Merrimack, isn't huh? that like a boat in the Civil huh? War? Let's take a break. Coming up, we will ask Tony Dungy how he would defend against Lamar Jackson. We'll also ask him whether NFL teams are too obsessed with hiring offensive-minded head coaches. This is the monitor in the Merrimack, right? Do I have that right? First ironclad boats in the Civil War. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Domino's. Order online and track your order. 
In a story we broke in our first segment, week 14 of the NFL season kicks off tonight. No so kidding. let us welcome in a decorated member of the Bald Brotherhood, Football Night in America analyst Tony Dungy. And let me start with this. Last Sunday night, and I watched you say this, you said the Texans had to stop the run and force Tom Brady to throw. And you were obviously right. Would you recommend that same strategy to the Chiefs this week? I absolutely would. Put a hundred guys on the line of scrimmage if you have to. Do whatever it takes to stop Sony Michelle and put the onus on that passing game. And it, it just hasn't been there. People have stopped Julian Edelman, and uh, that's been it. And I would recommend Kansas City try to do that. Well, the, just to follow up on that, where do they go without a deep threat, without somebody who can stretch the field? Where do the Patriots go? You know, it would have been sacrilegious to say that four years ago or two years ago even. Uh, Tom Brady is still great, but I just don't think he has the weaponry. One of those young receivers, maybe it's Nikhil Harry, somebody's got to come through and, and say, you know what, I can make some plays in the clutch for our team. And until we see that, I think you're going to see every defense playing the Patriots like that. Let's talk about another quarterback who has suggested his own end is not all that far removed. Aaron Rodgers saying he can see the 18th hole of his career do you see some of the same things with, that you see with Brady, Tony? Are there signs that Aaron isn't what he has been? No, I, I don't see that in his play. I think that is a little bit of motivation. Hey, guys, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. I don't know how many more chances I'm going to have. Come on, we got to get this going. I, I still see Aaron Rodgers playing at a high level, and uh, I think that's a little showmanship there. Yeah, do you think he's on the 18th? No. I think no. he's on about the 14th. But when he said it, maybe he... You know, I'm on the 18th. Well, you, he's not on the 18th. You're an extra hole. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, you were known as a defensive strategist. That's how you made your living on the defensive side of the ball. Any recommendations for the Bills? You look, they got to play Lamar Jackson. How do you stop or contain Lamar Jackson? Well, my good friend Leslie Fraser is the defensive coordinator there. I had a talk with him uh, the other day. And I said, I wish I could help you, but I can't. I don't know. Obviously, there are so many plays, and Greg Roman has done a great job just every week. They put in a different play, a different option. They're optioning defensive tackles, ends, linebackers. They optioned a defensive back the other day. Uh, everybody's got to get prepared for this. I don't know how you do it in a week. Baltimore, uh, uh, Buffalo's had a couple of extra days because they played on Thanksgiving, but it's going to be a tough job. I was going to give you a pop quiz on Leslie Frazier and say, tell me something, but I, I, I won't do that till after. Don't do that now. After we go into break, the Panthers, Tony, as you know, are looking for a new head coach. And their owner says an offensive background. Everybody seems to want that these days. Can't you make the case, though, for hiring people with defensive backgrounds, Coach Dungy? I I always laugh, Mike and Tony, when I see that. People say, oh, I want this. I want the analytics. I want the guy who can talk to the quarterback. Forget about Bill Belichick and how many Super Bowls has he won <laughs> and Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin. We don't want those kind of guys. We don't want leaders and guys who inspire people. And you know what? I was a defensive coach, but I could hire Tom Moore. There's no law that says a defensive coach can't hire a great offensive coordinator. So I, I think, boy, you make a mistake if you just limit yourself to all I want is this. Hire leaders. That's who wins for you. Why do you think it is, though? Why do you think that every owner who wants to, you know, get up there and hire a new guy is thinking offense. Why, is that because of the rules? The rules and the quarterback's the most important player. He's the highest paid player. I understand that. And you want somebody who can nurture him. 
But uh, Bill Belichick has a great relationship with Tom Brady. I had a great relationship with Peyton Manning. Just because you're on the other side of the ball doesn't mean you can't help the quarterback. And then, uh, again, it, it's all about leadership and decision-making and, and getting people together and coming through those tough spots. It's not about what position you coach or how many – great plays you can draw up. That, that's a very little, minimal part of it. Well, Tony, aren't people valuing analytics over leadership and other intangible things that seem to be almost forgotten now? It, it really is. This game is about people and bringing people together. And, yes, you use analytics to make decisions and help you, but there's still a gut feel. You, you've got to know, hey, we're, we're down to the Patriots 21-20, do I go for two? Do I, do I have a play I really have confidence in? Do I feel the energy? Uh, some of that is just coaching on gut feel, and, and you're never going to take that out of the game. And then it's how you relate to players. And When we lose two in a row, there's no analytic book that's going to tell me, oh, this is what I have to say or this is what I've got to do to get our players back in line. It's they've got to have confidence in me. I've got to have confidence in them. We've got to draw them together. And you don't get that out of books. You get that from experience so we'll get you out of here on this you've got the seahawks and the rams on sunday night sean mcveigh who may very well be a great leader down the road because he's a kid still it's a lot younger than we are sean mcveigh has been using todd Gurley a lot more lately why do you think that they went away from todd Gurley? I think there's probably two reasons. He was probably trying to save Todd for the stretch run and making sure that he was fresh and ready to go. But there was also people kind of determined to take Gurley away and see if Jared Goff could win. I was, we had that game, so I watched the first Rams-Seahawks game, and the Seahawks had seven people up, all three linebackers and their four defensive linemen right on the line of scrimmage all day saying, hey, we're not going to let Todd Gurley get going. Jared Goff, you're going to have to win the game. I think they'll do the same thing again uh, Sunday night. So what is um, Sean going to do? Keep pounding Gurley in there against the stone wall or say, you know what, if that's the way they're going to play us, Jared, you have to win the game. Thank you, Tony. Thank Tony, you so we much. appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Great being with you as always. You can catch Football Night in America on NBC Sunday night at 7 Eastern. Let's take one last break, but still to come. How did the refs miss this traveling by LeBron James? I was like, how? Unbelievable. Tiger gets it together down in the Bahamas, Tony. Taking Tiger the field still. I'm still taking the field. What about you? I'm still going with the field. I'm going to take the field. The field is pretty Let's talk. At the time, people have a 28th birthday Christian Yelich. If you want to know what happened to the Miami Marlins, yeah, what happened? you can start with the fact that they got rid of Christian Yelich. How's that for stupidity? In the last two years playing for the Brewers, Yelich has 80 home runs and 207 RBI. Man. He finished first in the MVP voting in 2018, second in the MVP voting in 2019. Wow. Had he not missed the last 30 games with an injury, Yelich might have beaten out Cody Bellinger and won his second straight MVP. But good job, Derek Jeter. He missed those 30 games, and he still put up, like, Ken Griffey Jr. numbers almost. I'm not saying he's the defensive outfielder that, that Jr. was, but Yelich is great. Happy anniversary, Clay Thompson. On this day three years ago, you scored 60 points in 29 minutes using just 11 dribbles. I don't want to go all analytics here and drive Wilbon up the wall. Please don't. But if you want to talk about efficiency, this is efficiency. He got the ball, he shot the ball, he scored the ball. Isn't that what a shooting guard is supposed to do? Yeah. This was fantastic. He's the most underrated player in the game in the last 
five to eight years, Clay Thompson. Happy trails to the traveling room for LeBron James. For the second straight day, we have a classically odd play in basketball. Yesterday was James Harden having a dunk disallowed. Today, it involves LeBron James, <laughs> who dribbled for a while, then picked up the ball and walked for a Look while. Look at Then like, continued what, what? to dribble what are you doing? again. And, of course, LeBron got away with it and will be given another week off at the All-Star break by Adam Silver. But don't miss the story here. That possession ended in a basket for the Lakers, which means Utah should have called the NBA office and said, we're done. We want the result That's right. reversed. Exactly. Or let's just play the final what was remaining in the game. Exactly. Yeah, no, reverse it. Force reverse it. it. Yeah. That's right. Big finish. Here we go. Let's Tiger shot a bogey three, 66 today. You getting excited? He has had four out of five rounds now, 67 or better. But it's not March. Are you sniffing the azaleas of Augusta yet? No, come on. Adam Vinatieri has a bad left knee. Might not kick again for the rest of the season, your thoughts. This is it. This is a sign. Yeah. Go to the Hall of Fame. The Archdiocese of Baltimore gave a Lamar Jackson jersey to Pope Francis. You think he'll wear it? I don't know. He's a San Lorenzo guy. That's his club team in the other football team. He's got the other football. Yeah. Louisville Scott Satterfield, ACC Football Coach of the Year. Is that who you choose? No. Who you choose? I picked the unbeaten who guy. Who you got? Clemson. Dabble. I don't want him. Come on. You don't want him? Last one. Rockets and Raptors tonight. Who do you like? That's a tough one between two teams coming off losses they're probably angry about. I'm going to go wrap this climbing back in the wind column at home. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Billy Melchioni. Thanks for watching.